But whatever. Mm. Yeah. That's just a theory. What are you snapping? I'm not, I'm scraping something. Oh. Don't worry about it. Nothing to see here. All right. Move along. Didn't mean to interrupt you. These aren't the droids you're looking for. Dance, monkey, dance. Welcome to this week's episode of Dance Monkey Dance. I'm Chris. I'm John. How you doing, John? I'm doing fantastic. How are you? I'm okay. Did you have a good Halloween? I had a very quiet Halloween. Did you? Had had very few visitors. Oh. <clears throat> uh, a couple across the street like decorated their front lawn, and they had like a. <laughs> an old fishing boat and the wife was kind of dressed up and sitting in the fishing boat like a statue. And I think they may have gotten five or six kids. <laughs> wow. I, it, it, it was very disappointing. Is there, is, and, and the, go ahead. The lack of manners these years of kids. Oh yeah. It's like, I don't care if you're an older kid who's, you know, trick or treating. I'd rather you be trick or treating than, you know, turning tricks on the, on the corner of the street. But <laughs> For Christ's sake, put down the goddamn fucking phone. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was one of those, huh? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like three or four different groups of them. Oh, wow. And one one group asked me for a pair of scissors. <laughs> <laughs> They're having trouble opening their pixie sticks. Oh, there you go. So I went and I got them scissors and opened their pixie sticks for them. You should have whipped out a big like Bowie knife and been like, come here. Yeah. Let me cut those open for you. Yeah. So yeah, it was a very quiet Halloween. Yeah. So we had we didn't have quite as many people as we did last year. Um, yeah. And as we flip flop every year, I got to take the kid around the neighborhood this year, and can't start trick or treating here until six. So at six o'clock, we decided that we were going to walk down to. Um, my daughter's old second grade teacher who lives quite a bit away, but in like the same development, it's probably like a mile, okay. m- a mile and a half from here. So, wow. so that's a hike. well, so we figured we'd walk down that way. We, we, by the time we got to her teacher's house, most of the people would be home ready to hand out candy. And then we would just work our way right. back. Um, okay. So we were, we were, we're walking our, or we're working our way back and, and we live on a side street to a main road through the development. And we noticed that anytime we'd go down one of the other side streets, there were never kids anywhere. So we're just going up mm-hmm. to these houses and they're just handing my kid like fistfuls of candy because they're trying really? to get rid of it all. So we walked up to one house and, um, the woman was like, is there anybody else out trick or treating or is it just you guys? 
And I said, no, I mean, we're walking, we're seeing all kinds of people up on the main street. I guess they just don't want to come down here. And she right. was like, huh, this is weird. It's never been like this before. So I was like, I don't know. I don't know what's going on. Like, just give my kid candy so I can go. And um, everybody that we went to was like, you're like the first trick-or-treaters we've seen. And it's like 830 now. And I'm mm-hmm. like, what the fuck is going on? And got got home and my wife was like, yeah, that we only had like, like maybe 25, 30 kids come down. Wow. Which like last year we had a couple of hundred kids. Yeah. So it was weird. It was, I don't know what was going on this Halloween, but. So you have tons of candy left over. Yeah. Yeah. And so, and <laughs> I refused to stop at one place. Um, there was, there was a bunch of people sitting outside and as we were approaching, I could hear them talking about Donald Trump. Oh, and, um, the the conversation was something along the lines of well when we vote in all the republicans on on election day you know maybe he'll get to do some stuff instead of being held back by the liberals so we kept right on walking is that when you wish you had a gun well so so the so the woman said don't you want candy to which i turned around and i said not from you and kept right on walking Oh, jeez. So I'm sure I was at the topic of conversation for a while. I don't know. I didn't really care. They didn't come chase after you? No. Oh? No. I'm sure they've never been talked to that way, Joan. Oh, well, I never. It is South Carolina, you know. Mm. That's very sad. It's very, very unfortunate that these stupid people are allowed to live. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> You know, I mean, what? That's that's something our president says. I mean, there's lots of really, really upstanding people out there, but you know. Yeah, but they're all they're all Republicans, apparently. Yeah. So whatever. I just thought that was funny. Yeah, bizarre. Did you uh? Did you watch? The um the final episode of Rick Grimes on The Walking Dead. Let me say <laughs> once again, I am so fed up with the fucking stunts. Yeah, just do the damn show and entertain me. But this bullshit that oh, it's Rick Grimes' last episode. He's gonna die. He's you're never gonna know what happens to him. And then in the end. He's flying off in an airplane and a helicopter and he's all cleaned up and he's getting medical attention and he ain't dead yet. Right. And then I find out this morning looking around the internet that he's going to have a three movie deal. Yep. To, to, uh, explore the future Rick in a different timeline or something. It's like, really? Yeah. So, so what they ended up doing is, they're going to solve the mystery of the helicopters, not on walking dead, but whatever these untitled Rick Grime AMC movies are going to be. Yeah. And, um, first of all, the dude would have bled out long before he got to the bridge. Oh God. Yes. Um, and I don't care about spoilers because this, this was just a shit show of an episode. Um, so they, they, 
they frame it around the fact that he's having these these hallucinations to keep himself going and he's he's going through parts of the show and seeing dead cast members right and basically they're there to push him on and to make sure that he survives apparently according to the showrunner mm-hmm. and you know it's nice to see Shane seeing seeing John Bernthal on the show again reminded me how good the show was when he was on it mm-hmm. I mean look I'm glad he was back on the show but if you're dying and you're quote unquote looking for your family, you might be seeing your dead kid or right. your dead wife. Well, apparently not. Well, no, <laughs> no, you're seeing the dude that screwed your wife. Yes. The, the dude that you let get his head cut off by the governor and mm-hmm. some chick that was he really ever invested in as a person? Yes. Uh huh. And it's just like, okay, these are the people that we could get back is what it kind of felt like to me. I don't know if that's true, but you know, well, I mean, Herschel died shortly yes. after doing that, that little cameo thingy. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was, it was so not satisfying this episode. And I'm, I'm I mean, it, it, the hour of hallucinations was painful. And I'm pretty sure that dynamite doesn't work that way. no, I don't think you can just shoot dynamite and have it go off. I might be wrong. You need a spark. I mean, it can go off due to due to being dropped or shaken or whatever, but I don't know if the impact of a bullet would actually have done it. Well, let's ask the internet. Would a gunshot set off dynamite? Uh, Dear interweb. If a bullet were to strike the detonator, it could easily set off the more volatile explosives stored inside. All right, well, that's if you shoot a bomb. Uh, I'm sure I'm on some list now. <laughs> uh, most commercial dynamite is somewhat shock sensitive, so shooting it would set it off. Okay, I'm, I'm wrong. Okay. This is provided by a blasting cap and can also be provided by a rifle bullet. Most other explosives like C4, TNT, and ANFO are very insensitive, so they wouldn't go off if it were shot. But I guess straight up dynamite... What's the difference between dynamite and TNT? I thought those were the same They're related. They're related. Okay. So depending on what was sitting there, it could have gone off. So, okay. Now, do I believe that he could have survived that blast? into the water and then crawled up on shore. Mm. Well, let alone ride a horse as far as he did. <laughs> Come on. The horse that somehow escaped multiple, like yes. standing in the woods while these, while the zombies approached. <laughs> well, I'm thinking it's like, Jesus Christ, those, those zombies have suddenly slowed down. Yeah. They were like right on him, and now they're like you know a, a you know a generous ten paces behind. <laughs> That's like oh, all right, whatever, whatever it takes to make your little concept work. I guess. I guess, and 
so I guess Jadis is going to be in the three movies, or at least the first one. Well, I don't know. Or do you think that Jadis is going to be in the next episode, like drugged and dumped on the door of Alexandria? <laughs> well, so so the interesting thing about the episode is the ending. They fast forward five years, and yeah, and a- another freaking time jump. So so that you get the reveal of the little girl with the miniature sword, yes, and the giant handgun that would like knock her over if she fired and the giant, it and the giant sheriff's hat and the giant sheriff's hat is, is Judith and she's now able to defend Alexandria, I guess. Uh, sure. Which, you know, you send a little kid out to in the woods by herself with a handgun. I, I don't know what Michonne is thinking parenting wise. Yeah. I did, I did like the way they introduced the whole brand new cast of The Walking Dead though. <laughs> I was I'm I'm always surprised who they get for this stuff. Like they got Jenna Elfman, who was a fairly well-known actress for mm-hmm. Fear of the Walking Dead, and then they've got Dan Fogler, who's not who's pretty big. Who's who has made a name for himself in the entertainment industry to yeah. suddenly be on, you know, I mean, I guess Jeffrey Dean Morgan was was a known actor as well, but yeah, yeah. I mean, Dan Fogler is still kind of relevant in the world of like Harry Potter. Yeah, he's got a new movie coming out. So I'm not sure what what kind of money truck they backed up to him to get uh, him on the I show. I don't know. I I think there are a lot of people who will just do the show for the opportunity. You think so? I think so. Okay. So apparently um, they were going to kill off Rick at the end of last season when they suddenly had this idea to do these new movies. And that's, I guess, when they went to Andrew Lincoln, who they knew was unhappy with the work schedule. Right. And said, how about this? And we'll pay you like a real actor. (laughs) And apparently he said, sure, why not? Right. So... Money will do strange things to people. Mm, yeah. But I guess a two-hour movie or whatever they're going to do is less work than 16 episodes. So it, it's less time away from his children. All right. Whatever. So good for him, I guess. Sure. <laughs> whatever. As long as he's happy. It's all that matters. That's right. I mean, I will say that the the preview that they showed of the next three episodes seems interesting. Oh, but Negan's back again. It's like, Oh, just let him fucking die. Well, no, because he's worse than dead in that, that jail cell. Uh, but, uh, which means by the time, if he gets out, by the time he does that, he'll have spent like seven and a half years in that cell. And he's going to be really pissed when he gets out. Yes, exactly. He's going to pee like a racehorse. (laughs) I think that's what the bucket in the corner is for. Well, in the comic book, there's a bucket in the corner that Rick has to empty all the time. Oh, there, there is a bucket in the corner in the TV show. Yeah. Um, I think they showed it like a long shot of it or something. I think they didn't get too close because of the flies, but you know, yes. 
It is what it is. Yeah, I'm just really I'm I I think I'm done. Are you? I think I'm done. I'm tired of being played. <laughs> and I don't care anymore. I think I'm going to wait until they introduce the whisperers. Because well, I which, really want to see coming. Well, well, yes, and I really want to see if they if they make good on what happens in the comic book. Because if they're willing to do that, then I may give it the, to the end of the season. But if they like cop out on their entrance, I'm done. Okay. Which is fine because just frees up some more time on a Sunday night. Then I guess I can keep up with Doctor Who. Yeah, I haven't even started that this season. <laughs> I watched the first two and I I haven't watched the most recent two just because I just don't have the time at this point. But there's no Christmas special this year. Yeah, well, can't have everything. <laughs> but I want everything, Chris. I want everything tied up in a neat little package. <laughs> Do you really? And that's all there is. Yes, Why? it really is. Because I don't have time to think anymore. <laughs> I just want it done. <laughs> so there is. We'll just stop watching TV. That's what it comes down to. Well, you know, that too. Getting close to that too. <laughs> Are you? H- have you happened to watch Legends of Tomorrow this season? No, I, st- I gave up on that when the finale was where they crashed and there were dinosaurs running around L.A.? Yes. And then I was like, oh, so that's going to be really interesting. So the next season it starts out and they're just cleaning up the dinosaurs. And I'm like, okay, I'm done. Yeah. So they've done that. They've successfully gotten rid of all the weird time warpy things. But now there are these um, creatures from other realms who are kind of trapped and I think they are just at the point where it's like, we're just going to get stoned and come up with the most <laughs> screwed up concept for a script and we're going to blow the budget on it. <laughs> so the very first episode finds them going back to Woodstock. Okay. It's in search of a unicorn that's goring people to death. <laughs> like people see the magical unicorn with the sparkles and the rainbow and all that bullshit. And then the unicorn runs towards them bears them with its horn and then flips them over its back. Wow. This episode, this past week's episode involved the fairy godmother. <laughs> now it did, it did include the great line. What in the fresh Disney hell is this? <laughs> <laughs> but it's like, what? It, it was horrible. That show had it was, so much promise. It was like a it was like the bad episodes of Scooby-Doo where it was like, you know, the the old mechanic at the, the go-kart track who was trying to scare the kids off. And it was just horrible. It's horrible. Well, they've got they've got John so Constantine bad. on the crew now, right? Yes, which is a waste. 
I mean, because that... Constantine doesn't really fit in. So that's kind of how they've been playing off Constantine is he's there to defeat these evil creatures. Okay. But the Constantine storyline is so dark that it doesn't work with all this goofball humor. <laughs> it's horrible. It just is. I mean, it, the the show had so much promise in the beginning. We're going to get all these other superheroes that we don't, we can't fit anywhere else. And they're going to go on their own adventures. Yep. And then they just totally fucking killed it. Uh-huh. I mean, yeah. good on them for leaning way into the ridiculousness and just saying, fuck it. This is, this is who we are. This is what we're doing. Like arrow right. can be all dark and brooding and you can do like the, the lighter side on the flash and Supergirl is her own thing. So we're just going to be as kooky as we can be. Mm hmm. Oh, kooky. It is. <laughs> it's definitely kooky. Give it that. They've succeeded. <laughs> well, that's a shame. Yeah. Well, there'll be something else to figure it out. I mean, it's like that weird rotating cast of like, here's the core people, but we're going to, we're going to keep a bunch of the really, we're going to rotate in and out like all the kooky ones and it'll be fun. And then everybody goes, no, it won't be. What else you watching? Uh, I don't know. What else am I watching? The usual crap. Oh. <laughs> Nothing special. I have been watching a lot of Netflix recently. Uh, I've watched, um, all of the new daredevil, which was really, really good. Except for the very, very last shot, which I thought was very corny considering what they did with the rest of the season. And then let's see what else did I watch? I watched the new episode or the new season of House of Cards to see what they do with the Kevin Spacey character. Oh, okay. And he, no, I mean it's in the trailer. He's dead right from the beginning. So, you know, they're not even trying there. Um, and then I've been watching the second season of How to Make a Murderer. Or Making a Murderer, whatever that show is. Okay. Which is very interesting this season. Because it's, it's now a, a show that in the first season, um, it's very much wrapped up around the main character, or the, the, the guy that was accused of this murder. And this season, they've, they're now telling the story of the woman that he supposedly murdered. And like, he's now got a lawyer who is, um, taking apart the evidence a piece at a time and unraveling the, the prosecution's case. So it's a, okay. it's a very different show than the first season. So it's like, here's all the stuff that we didn't show you that made it into the, the court case. And this is how they're going to pick it apart. Mm, okay. So it's, it's very interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I don't know if you were caught up with the phenomenon of that show. I have ago. not. 
I have not. It was it, nope. it, it was it was very interesting. Yeah. Did you watch the the big modern family episode with the death? No, I didn't. I didn't realize what that that another on. what another flipping <laughs> scam. It's exactly who we said it was. It was Shelley Long. Was it really? Yes. Oh man. And it was the big Halloween episode. Uh, oh really? Yeah. They killed her off on the Halloween episode. Yep. Well, because apparently one year Shelley Long's character gave them all um, little dolls of herself. Okay. So they kept torturing um, Sophia Vergara with them. <laughs> like Sophia Vergara would like throw it away, and then she'd walk into the next room and be like sitting on a table or something. <laughs> that was kind of funny. But the episode was like, oh, my God, it's going to affect everybody. This death, you're not going to see it coming. And uh, whatever. Cop out. See, I knew it wasn't going to be Jay. No. I know a lot of people were saying it would be because of his age and whatever. But I just I couldn't see them doing that. No, it should have been Manny. (laughs) Manny should have like hoked on it, choked on a burrito or something. (laughs) Wow. Oh, good. I'm glad I yeah. didn't miss anything then. Yeah, it it was horrible. Horrible. <laughs> New Magnum PI, still pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. For what it is. It's fluff. <laughs> you know, I can't wait till, you know, Angela Lansbury is on it and a guest starring role as Jessica <laughs> Fletcher. <laughs> kind of confused about where the good place is going have you been watching the good place yeah i have um i i know i know we talked about this a couple weeks ago but i still feel like they've written themselves into a corner with bringing them back to earth yeah and not knowing exactly what it is how to write it out and being like um okay we're just gonna keep going with this because i don't know what to do with this yeah, it's like, all right, so we're still moving forward. All right, let's... Whoa, hold on. Well, because it's like... Hold on. We've gotten to a point where the main characters have been brought back to Earth um, after being tortured for like 300 years. And yep. their mission is now... They know they're not going to get back into the good place. So their mission is to make sure that their loved ones get into the good place. Right. But anybody that we've seen them try to help is either on the same path that they were on before they met them or they're in worse shape. Right. So I'm not really sure how that plays out over the course of the next half season. Besides, besides that, um, Eleanor now knows that Chidi once said that he loved her and that's going to mm-hmm. change her forever or whatever. Like, I don't see w- where this goes. Yeah, it's it's going to be hard to turn this around. And maybe there's some really I mean, weird kind of, twist, like in the first season where you don't see it coming. It could be. It could be because you're seeing how they're reacting to their their loved ones 
in a different reality than, you know, the good place was. Right. So, like, um, Tahani just realized that <clears throat> her sister wasn't really being a bitch to her. Her sister was just the product of, like, their parents' irrational um, pitting of one against the other through their whole childhood. Right. Like, okay, well, that's kind of an interesting take on it. But are they going to find that for every character? Is that now the formula? I don't... Yeah, it's really weird. I'm, I'm, I really like this show in the first couple of seasons, but mm-hmm. when they they got to the point when they met the judge, and then the judge was like, "We'll send you like we've got this crazy idea. Let's send them back." It right. Was, that's where it, it seems to have gone off the rails. Mm-hmm. You know that that reveal in, in that first season where where Eleanor realizes that they're in the bad place. Right. It might be might be one of like the better um surprises on a sitcom that they've ever done. Cause I don't know anybody who watched that show that saw that coming. Right. So I don't know. I I I I'm waiting for the big attack where all the the creatures from hell end up in the real world. Oh, trying to get them. And somehow they're they're trying to thwart them, you know, from becoming good people. Right. But then it just becomes supernatural. Well, maybe that's what we find out. Maybe we find out that they've replaced all of their loved ones. So that mm. no matter what happens, they're not they can't complete their mission. Oh, interesting. That, that sounds like a writer's room thing that they would come up with. Sure. Because they did just drop that whole like thread of the the dude sending the one guy down to mess with them in the mm-hmm. in the group. But that just that just kind of fell away. So I don't that's got to come back at some point. Sure. But yeah, uh, it's not. It's it's been very disappointing. Yeah, we can we can hope it turns around, but based on past experience, <laughs> it's probably gone too far. They've jumped the shark. <clears throat> no, not the shark. Yes, already. They've jumped the Sharknado. <laughs> See, that's what they need. They need a Sharknado to show up. Sure. And then everybody would watch. Did you see the Sharknado in the episode of the Connors? No, I haven't watched it since the first episode. Oh. What happened? That was Becky's Halloween costume. That was Becky's oh. Halloween costume. She did, was the Sharknado. Did they do a big Halloween episode like they used to? Yeah, kind of. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it mostly was about the 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 uh, son of uh, Darlene, uh-huh. who kind of dresses like a girl, but is still a boy, and he wanted to go to his Halloween 
function at school as Frida Kahlo. You know, the Mexican artist with the unibrow. Uh-huh. But they stopped him before going into the little Halloween fair because they thought it was culturally insensitive because he was not Hispanic, so he couldn't know what she was like. And that was stupid. <laughs> that was stupid. Yeah, that kind of sounds I, I don't think it's. I don't think it's going to last past this, this next six episodes. I think this is it for it. Well, yeah, and and I'm sure they were going to do that no matter what. Yeah, it's kind of, yeah. It's just to spite Roseanne. Mm-hmm. And they'll lie about the numbers and say, oh, everybody in America watched. Well, that sucks. Oh, well. That just opens yeah. up the slot for somebody else. Mm-hmm. Not that they would ever, you know, give somebody new a shot. Well, no. That just opens up the revival no. of Lost. Uh, it's already on. It's called Manifest. <laughs> exact same story, only the plane never crashed. Just came back five years later. There you go. Being driven by Greg Grunberg. Have, <laughs> have you watched that show? Uh-uh. No. Nope. I refuse. <laughs> because of your bad experience with Lost? Yes. Oh. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> That's so sad. Yeah. Well, hmm. That's what happens. Disappoint me once, I'm not coming back. You know that's not true. We'll see. You come back and say, hey. Yeah, right? Am I keeping you up? No, I'm fine. Oh, okay. I'm fine. So there was a report today that our first look at Star Wars Episode Nine will be the Super Bowl this year, and Ooh. that it is Disney is supposedly going to air like a minute and a half trailer. And if you notice, we've heard like nothing about this. Well, there's been so little conversation after all of last year's stuff. Well, that that's because they're scared because of all the solo crap, supposedly. Mm-hmm. Um, well, it should be. They're apparently, from what the inside sources say, whoever those people are, are saying that it will in no way show anything that has to do with Luke or Leia, but the ending shot will be of um, Lando Calrissian. As if Ooh. that's going to drive people back. Yes. They've also said that this that this movie is going to act as a course correction to the last one. And that um why? Why? Well, because just just finish what you started to tell and move on. But that's what JJ's doing. JJ is finishing the story that he wanted to tell and mm-hmm. fucking what's his nuts fucked it up. Right. So 
you know, with with uh for whatever that's worth, I guess. Maybe that's a good thing. Yeah, could be. Could be. We'll have to wait and see. Mm-hmm. But I mean, this is kind of this is it. This is the the farewell to the original trilogy of Star Wars. But do you think certain characters go on? Do you do you feel like at some point we I may get like can. a Poe Dameron movie or yeah. or something that that brings back Finn and Rey? But see, nobody has has really caught fire. Yeah. You know, it's just like they're just doing service. They're going through the motions. It's like, oh, and then this movie, we're going to say goodbye to this actor. Oh, okay, that's good. Okay, and then the next movie, we're going to resolve this. Oh, okay. And there's all these little throwbacks and, you know, inside jokes. <laughs> and I think they probably thought they were going to have a new cast of characters to play with. Yeah. But none of them have been all that interesting. Rose? I mean, who cares about Rose? Well, Rose, Rose was just a waste. They they completely blew yeah. whatever that was going to be. Um, you know, I think I think the only shot that they had was Ray and maybe Poe, because what? The, oh God, I can't even remember his name. Jesus, um, the guy that plays Finn. Uh, uh, Boyega. Yes, John Boyega. Yes, I've never seen him in anything where I totally believe he's he is in the situation that he's in. Mm-hmm. He he tends to overact a little bit. A little bit. He, well, okay. I'm I'm trying to be nice. I mean, if if That's you bad. were if you were to ever see, which I know you won't, so, um but the Pacific Rim sequel, Mm -hmm. it is nothing but him overacting the entire time. Sure. And I'm like, I sat there cringing the entire time because I love the first movie. I thought the first movie was really well done. Right. And then I find out that he was a producer on the new one and he would go and give notes about his performance and what he thought his character should be doing. And it was like, Oh no, you fucked that up. Like yeah. there's no way that you should have been in that situation. So, you know, I kind of feel like what they did with his character in, uh, last Jedi, I think mm-hmm. he works best being paired up with Ray, um, or Poe. Yeah. But I think they're taking Ray's story so slowly. Yeah. That I don't, I mean now now Luke's journey was was the same thing. It was over three movies and I I understand that. But I just feel that the storytelling could be tighter that there's so much filler and spectacle. Oh, absolutely. They're missing the they're missing the point. Well, but that's the way that movies are made today. <sighs> you know, yeah, you well, had you had right. three movies to tell the story of Anakin Skywalker. Sure. And when you look at how much ground they covered in those three films to what the ground that they covered in the last Jedi, 
Mm-hmm. Like it's so minuscule. Like one of the great parts of the original trilogy for me is the fact that they're not telling the story of the empire. They are telling a very small story about this kid who dreams of a different life and gets thrust into this rebellion and he just happens to end up being the son of Darth Vader. Mm -hmm. It's, it's big stakes, but little story. Sure. And the last Jedi has, is nothing but big stakes and we're going to try to do big story, but Mm -hmm. the last Jedi takes place over a couple days. Right. Like if you look at, if you look at, uh, well, a new hope probably took place over a couple of days. There was so much story and the way that they told it mm-hmm. that it didn't need a fucking giant horse running through a town, smashing through walls for no particular for, for reason. No reason other than one character was like, I want to smash this whole place because I grew up less fortunate than everybody else. Right. And now I'm pissed fucking Luke grew up in horrific circumstances, living on Tatooine, having to do whatever his uncle said. And he fucking blew up the death star. Come on. She, she stops Finn from sacrificing himself and saving the rebellion Mm -hmm. to ultimately end up having Luke show up and sacrifice himself for the greater good. Right when Luke's sacrifice really should have come in the next film. Well, yeah, I think they got backed into a corner. Well, they got backed into a corner because, because the director wanted to subvert everybody's expectations and we're going to get rid of Luke. We're going to get rid of Snoke who, you know, all this mystery. Snoke. What a, what a waste of time. Yeah. There was no payoff. He just dies. Right. And, and everybody like, um, um, the director, why can't I even think of his fucking name? Ryan Johnson Mm -hmm. had made a point of saying, um, it doesn't matter who he is. It's just that we had to set it up so that we could get Ray and Kylo together. But why there can, they have no chemistry whatsoever. Right you're you're forcing them into something that isn't natural even though that's been done before in the Star Wars universe there's no reason Padme should have fallen in love with Anakin other than the plot told us it needed to be, happen right and she dies of a broken heart while she's giving birth which makes no sense but that being said there is no chemistry between these two they're not explaining why the most fascinating thing about that movie is the whole Ray has, has grown in power as Kylo's grown in power. Right. And explain the force, explain the dark side and the light side and why there's that balance. And like, like what's going on there and why does, why is Luke the most powerful Jedi now, even though he never really had any, he had very little training. Mm -hmm. You have Jedis that were generations of, of um, these well-trained people who were never considered like the best. 
and you have this guy who shuts himself off from the force. You know, I, I saw a video today that gave the best explanation for this. Mm-hmm. And that one of the things that Luke says in the last Jedi is that, um, um, the, the Jedi were very vain for believing that the force belonged to them. And basically the, the reason why the Sith had the, the, the rule of there's only two, a master and apprentice is that while you have hundreds of Jedi, maybe thousands of Jedi all tapping into the light side of the force, it's diminishing their powers because you have so many people like tapped into tapped it. into that. And the reason yeah, that the it's, Sith it's works, throttling the bandwidth. Yes. And the reason the Sith works is because there's only ever two tapping into the entirety of the dark side, which is a brilliant observation that never gets brought up in the films. It's, but it's also the, the, uh, the, the, benevolent thinking of the Jedi that this should be shared and not hoarded by one or two people. Right. So you've got the evil side who's like, yes, this is all mine. This is all my power. And then you've got the Jedi and it's like, come on, dude, everybody <laughs> tune in. Well, mellow out. But you know, For there's, sure. there's that, there's a lot of has been made of the, the, I don't know if it's considered a tapestry, but the mosaic that's on the floor in the temple in the last Jedi, mm-hmm. which if you see a picture of it, if you look it up, it's like the, the prime Jedi. Mm-hmm. And one of the I, things it's actually on my bathroom tile. I'm sure it is. <laughs> one of the things that, that people have noticed is that like the prime Jedi is in balance of both the light side and the dark side. So, like their thinking is that just tapping into one side may not necessarily be the way the force wants to be used. Because if you've watched any of the cartoons, you know that the force is not just midi-chlorians, but there are like the original, the the originators of the force that like Yoda goes and talks to. So, Mm -hmm. You know, they're constantly trying to balance the universe of the light side and the dark side, which is why when Luke cuts himself off, Ray shows up and Ray is, is tapping into the light side as Kylo's tapping into the dark side and they're pretty evenly matched because that's the way the, the force wants it. And that's much, that's a much more compelling story than then Luke won't teach me how to use his lightsaber. So are they just going to bring balance to the force and then everything is honky dory and well, I think it's, they can go explore other topics. I think it's, it's the realization that, that it's a balance. It's not just because if you're, if, if you're born, if you're like the little kid at the end who can, can force sweep the floor Sure. You don't know what side you're tapping into. You have no idea whether that's the dark side or the the light side. Mm -hmm. And maybe they're more evenly balanced within the confines of the force. I think that's why you have those little moments of anger in Ray 
in those little moments of light in Kylo that it's that balance that's trying to be struck. Mm. And it's not about a prophecy of of the chosen one coming and destroying the dark side. It's it's just the balance within the force itself. Which is no sides. So is there a satisfying conclusion to this? Um, I don't think so now. I think they've killed or it too it... far. It's okay. too far gone. They can try to explain all this as much as they want, but they've only got two hours left to do it. And I just don't see them telling that story that way. Right. I mean, at the end of the day, it's going to be about Ray and Kylo and what happens between them with everybody else watching. But I think the whole idea of like who was Snoke and who were Ray's parents and all that other shit that everybody was like, like fixated on for the first movie. Mm-hmm. I just think that's all gone. I just think there, there's no way that they can work that shit back in, even with a course correction movie. So we'll see. Yeah, it's like okay. I mean, I'm. It, it's kind of okay, guys. Let's wrap it up. Let's thank you for doing this to the original fans. That's amazing. <laughs> here's to the new generation. There you go. You know, here's the classic movie, A Star Is Born, dumbed down for the current age <laughs> with Bradley Cooper and Lady Gaga. Mm-hmm. You know, they may as well have just put, you know, the two girls from Modern Family in the cast of Star Wars. <laughs> it's like, well, come on. I mean, just tie this all together, people. <laughs> I mean, I think at this point what they end up doing, the some of the directions that they're headed in, I think I think the TV shows are a good idea. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that the everybody wanted a Boba Fett movie. We're going to do one better. We're going to give you a a new character that's got the same kind of armor that like everybody loves. So we can market this the same way. We can sell you shit based on this. Yeah, well, but we're not going to give you what you really wanted. Well, maybe. So thanks for your money. (laughs) Give us more. Well, I think that that they have some really smart people that are working on it. I think um, John Favreau is a good choice for the Mandalorian stuff. I think the guys from game of Thrones are an, an amazing choice to do another set of movies or TV show, whatever they're going to have them do. The Ryan Johnson trilogy. uh, I'm going to have to wait and see, but I mean, I wasn't a fan of his last one, so he loves to just shit all over like the fans and stuff. So yeah, well maybe he'll just say, fuck it. I'm just going to do what I want. But they all say that, so whatever. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I, for one, am not one of those people that watched A Force Awakens and was like, oh, this is just a ripoff of of A New Hope. Mm-hmm. I actually like The Force Awakens, and maybe it's because sure. it was like A New Hope. I don't know. But I, I am the target audience for that. Sure. So, mission accomplished, I guess. Instead, we're going to do a second film that has 
these giant ships not being able to catch up with one that's running out of gas. Also <laughs> that we can go to a, a planet where they race these giant horse things and we can have this discussion about doesn't matter. Both sides are selling stuff to everybody else. <clears throat> so I don't know. I think, I think the problem is they should have left it with the, with the original trilogy and the prequels and just not bothered picking it up. Yeah. And I know that Disney wants to make their $4 billion back and I get that. It's a huge sure. problem. Well, and apparently they have. Yeah. So good for them. Yeah. And they're building, they're building star Wars lands and their theme parks and they're, they're marketing the crap out of this and they're going to make billions of dollars more when it's all said and done. But there's something about the originals that just can't be topped. Yeah. And I just, I think it comes down to not even the fact that George Lucas is a good screenwriter because he's not, he's not a great director. He's not a great screenwriter. Like he's written stuff that makes really good actors look wooden. Mm Mm-hmm. I just think it's the original cast. I think it's it's kismet of it was a perfect moment in time. Yeah. And now it's being belabored. Yeah. Yep. What a downer we are. Holy shit. I know, right? <laughs> Here we are just shitting all over everything again. <laughs> <laughs> oh well. That's the way life is. That's what we do, folks. Mm-hmm. That's what we do. Oh, poor Star Wars. What poor Star Wars? <laughs> Just made back $4 billion in how many years? I know. So, well, no, that's an unfair question. Never mind. What? I was going to say, which... Which franchise do you think is better overall? Do you think the Star Wars franchise or the Harry Potter franchise? I think Harry Potter because Harry Potter evolved with the audience. Right. I think Star Wars, you were, like I said, you had this one moment in time and then you tried to cash in on that by doing this three movie arc of a vanity project. Mm Mm-hmm. And now you're just trying to nominally make up for that and make up for the bad feelings of Anakin and all that shit and then move on. So do you think that the Fantastic Beasts, whatever, however many movies are going to do, five or whatever, do you think Mm -hmm. that helps or hurts the Harry Potter franchise? As long as they keep doing them, well, I think it helps. Okay. You're expanding the concept. You're you're breathing new life into it. Once in a while, you'll see somebody or something familiar. Right. But you're not forced into, oh, look, it's McGonagall. And now we're going to follow her on her yearly sabbatical to some other school. And mayhem will ensue. It's, okay, so we told the story of Harry. Right. Harry's story is over. So let's 
tell some new stories. But I you, think that's what she's that's what she's doing. Do you think the inclusion of established characters like Dumbledore is a good thing, or do you think that that ultimately people are going to start being like, "Look, this is unnecessary." Um. Again, it depends on uh, how they how they carry it out. Okay. If suddenly the next movie comes out and it's got horrible CGI in it, <laughs> you're going to hurt it. Right. But if it comes out and it's successful and people eat up Johnny Depp as a brand new villain, then you're doing your job. Right. Wow, that's a really low flying plane. It's the tri- I was going to say, is the plane landing in the backyard? Holy shit. Wow. <laughs> I was like, what is that rumbling sound? Why am I hearing? At wow. first I thought it was a train. <laughs> the tornado. Yes. Oh, there you go. I'll wave as as I fly by. I mean, I I liked all the Harry Potter films. I'm I liked Fantastic Beasts, but not as much as the Harry Potter films. Okay. And I guess I wanted to see more of like the Harry Potter stuff. And I what is the Harry well, Potter stuff? So, and I I know it's it. There's only one movie, and they're you know we're only tell we're we've only we're only meeting a lot of these people for the first time. We've heard about some of them. Um, the I guess the idea of of Hogwarts and the school and stuff. Mm-hmm. like that stuff was more appealing to me than the dude that catches beasts. I'm not okay. saying I didn't like it. I liked the parts of the film where like they're chasing the obscure, the obscurial through the city and things like that. I thought like the scenes where they're trying to get the big rhino thing out of the zoo and that kind of stuff. I could take it or leave that. Like if I'm watching it, I'm probably going to fast forward through that part. Okay. Um, Fair but, enough. but the crimes of Grindelwald seems like it's more of a return to what made Harry Potter exciting. It seems like there's a lot more confrontations and interesting villains and things like that. Okay. Could be. I mean, it felt like fantastic beasts was more of a mystery film. Sure. You know, you don't know who Graves is. You don't know. Well, and I think that was by design. Yeah, absolutely. You're you're discovering these characters new, just like you discovered who Hagrid was and who Dumbledore was and all the other kids at the school. So now you're you're seeing the story from another point of view again. Right. And I think that's very successful. Okay. I mean, J.K. Rowling seems to turn everything she touches into gold, so. I know, right? You know, I I will give her the benefit of the doubt all day mm-hmm. long. I mean, and and she seems to be very uncompromising in her vision. She is. It's it's very much it's it's not like, well, this is what the studio wanted, so this is how we're going to go. She's just like, no, this is the story. Mhm. And this is what the story requires. Right. So you can either serve that, right, or I'll go somewhere else. 
And from what I understand, that trickles all the way down to like the theme parks. Yes. Um, I was watching some video where they were talking about the fact that she didn't want, if you go to either one of the universal things, if you go to Diagon Alley or you go to Hogsmeade, there's no soda, I think. I think that's what they were correct. talking about. Because correct. she wanted to make sure that there were healthier options. Well, not necessarily. No. no. Okay. There, there, there's no commercial branded soda. Okay. But there are custom created soda drinks from the world of Harry Potter. Okay. So there's, okay. Then that's what they were talking about. There's okay. a lot of freaking sugar in, in Harry Potter. Land. <laughs> a lot of it. Okay. So don't let them fool you. Okay. Maybe, maybe that's something that they told people to, to lull them into a false sense of security or something. Maybe it was, but apparently like those, maybe it was the fact that she said that you couldn't have recognizable brands or something mm-hmm. that, that that's what it was, but it it is completely immersive. Yeah. There's nothing from the outside world that impedes on it. Wow. Other than all the stinky people there. <laughs> Look, it's a wizard in socks and sandals. Yes. I just want to run around in there and be like, do a magic trick. What are you talking about? Do a magic trick. You're a wizard, right? No, I'm from Vermont. I don't care. Do a trick. But this is this. That's because they're muggles. Muggles (laughs) are allowed in this world. Uh, anyway, well, got anything else? No, I'm done. You're done? Oh, all right. <laughs> well, I guess that's it. All right. Well, if you want to get in touch with us, you can always send us an email at info at dancemonkeypodcast.com. You can follow us on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube. Let us know you're listening. So until next week, this is Chris. This is John. Have a good week. Bye. <laughs> hey, Chris, why did the Ewok fall out of the tree? Why? It was dead. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>